On today's show, ooh, the rumor mill is flying fast and free, and let's go, Slovenia! Another win against Spain. We'll break that down and talk about how Slovenia and Luka Doncic could get a medal. Ooh. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The Roman Reigns, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Are you ready to buy your Kyle Lowry Mavericks jersey? Or is it too soon or too wait, early? Wait, Can I, if you skip the intro on YouTube, go back and look at the middle of the intro because for some reason it stopped and Isaac and I were stuck deer in the headlights just looking at the camera like, uh, what just happened? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know what to do, but okay. We're going to get to all the rumors and all yep. the fun stuff about free agency that's starting today. If you listen to this on Monday, which you are because we're recording this on Monday, but also for everybody that's sick of the rumor has it dropped. It's going to be gone in like a week. You're going to miss it because all of a sudden free agency will be um, done and all the, where will the rumors come from? Will, will they miss it? Will they miss it? Rumor has it. Um, but first and foremost, Luka Doncic in Slovenia, man. Okay. I just want to say this right off the top. Is this the 2011 Mavericks? This Slovenia team, this Slovenia team, are they going to go on their gold medal? And beat USA in the in the gold medal game, and that's the version of the Heat. Is it the version of the Heat? I don't know. Just roll with it. If they beat, this they is beat. it. This is the ver- this is the version of the Heat this- where you have the 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 stars just come together. They have no like continuity, and then you have the one star on the other side, yep. surrounded by just bros. They're gonna go through and- France probably yep. in that in the next round, and it's it. This is the 2011 Dallas Mavericks. This Slovenia team. Luka Doncic is Dirk. They have this great team chemistry, all these surrounding pieces. This is it. Let's do this. We are I'm not a, locked on Mavericks. This. We are locked on compare things to 2011 is what we... <laughs> hey, if this... If how this many times Dallas in the last couple of years gonna, have we done that? <laughs> I mean, if we're still going to live in this with this current Dallas team, why not? Well, why not do it now with the Olympics? But... I really do want to break this down because I thought that this was a really good win for Slovenia. It was like a gut check fighting. We're going after this. They didn't even need this win. They had already qualified for the knockout round. They didn't need to. Uh, by the way, we're talking about Slovenia and Spain in the Olympics. Uh, and, uh, and and Slovenia comes away with the win. They finished the game 95-87. to 87, And they finished the game with uh, just a, a crazy like 12-2 run. <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. I kept wa- I was watching it on replay, and I was like, man, Spain only scores two more points the rest of the game. <laughs> we'll get to the end there. But uh, this was just a gut check win for Slovenia, I thought. Yeah, I think this was this was the a game that I needed. A, a guy who mm. I just I come in, I swoop in, and this is the first time I'm really watching a Slovenian national team for the most part outside of like Luka Dragic, those highlights in Eurobasket, all that. But I needed this just to see how far I think this Slovenia team could go because this was, even though this like this performance was still impressive by Luca, it was I think for a lot of people it was okay. This you know this team 
Luca, he's going to have to put up 35 to 40 every time for this team to keep on winning. I'm, I'm not saying the diehard fans who know this. Team, I'm talking about fans who are not used to this team. I think that was the perception. And then this win against this Spain team was, oh, okay. Like, yeah. They, they might not have to have a 40-pointer by Luca every single time for them to have a big win. They didn't even get a 20-pointer from Luca in this one. Luca, 12 points. I think he finished with... Uh, like 14 rebounds or something like that. But yeah, only 12 points for Luka. Uh, and it's because that was by design and and kind of foul trouble. Slovenia or Spain packed the paint. They were going boxing one against him. They were trapping him. They were going double. They were just anything that they could do against him. Uh, they were picking him up at a half court pretty much every single time he had the ball. They were There was a time in the second quarter or maybe the third quarter where Luca actually got to drive to the basket and the announcer, like God bless him. He was the only one in the booth for some reason. And he's like, wow, that's the first time that Luca has been able to get to the paint because they only had one guy on him because it was surprising because it stood out how often he was able to get to the rim because it wasn't often. It was, it was not yeah. often at all because they're doubling, picking up at half court trapping the box in one where they have one guy guarding him and then four people basically playing zone behind him. It was just a wild attempt from Spain to try and control Luca. And to Luca's credit, he does this. And we're not surprised by this. Slovenia fans are not surprised by this. Mavericks fans are not surprised by this. But I feel like a lot of pundits, media people, other fans, whatever. Casuals. Casuals. The casuals. We're, we're probably surprised that Luca made the right pass every single time. He got it to the open man or he got it to the right person to make a decision. All those times when it was a pick and roll where he gets doubled off of the, you know, the, the roll man's defender and Toby was in the middle and then, you know, Luca throws it to Toby. Toby kicks it out or he takes a little jumper or he finishes like all that kind of stuff or, or Luca kicks it to the right guy on the wing. He did all that stuff, and he did he did it all uh, and didn't have to just do it himself because he doesn't care. He doesn't care how much he scores. He doesn't care, you know, how much how many points he scores. Uh, unless he's going for a record, right? Like, unless he's close to a record, that's the only time that he really cares about that stuff. He just wants to win the game, and I thought this was a great example of that. Oh, yeah, 100%. And to see these other guys hit threes and to see these other guys yeah. like Mike Toby, you know, yesterday's <laughs> podcast, I, I said something of like, Hey, like other centers around the league would want to play with Luca because you benefit playing with Luca. And I was like, look at Mike Toby, how much he's benefiting. And you know, some fans are like, Hey, you're discrediting Mike Toby. I'm like, I didn't say you were. suck. Let's be real. <laughs> I didn't say you suck. were a little bit. <laughs> I'm just saying that <laughs> you can be good and still benefit with playing by playing with Luca Dodgich. But I just love seeing Luca so happy, man. It just he's posting all these pictures. He seems so happy. I'm happy to watch his team. This team is so much fun to freaking watch play I basketball. And I was on the phone with somebody today and they said, All right, if Slovenia makes it to the gold medal game against USA, who are you rooting for? Yeah, like, this this is like asking what? me if I would rather like want the Lakers or the Mavericks to win. Like at this point, I mean we're we're completely transitioned over. I know. I'm like, that, that's not even a question for me. Uh, Give us Slovenia? our dual citizenship or our, our Luka Doncic in Slovenia. I'm rooting for them every single time in that. Yes. So uh, I'm sure somebody will comment in the YouTube. Yeah. Like, oh, you're not. By the way, Mike Toby finished with 16 points, 14 boards in this game. Let's go. Three Mike, assists. Three assists Mike was Toby. more important because it was all those breaking the the zone kind of and the traps kind of plays that that he made. Uh, Propelage finished with 15 points of his own as well. Uh, you had Chanchar with 22 points. He was four of seven from three. Yeah. You had a couple other guys hitting some threes there. Can we Luca get him from Denver? Finished. I, yeah, I know. 
Denver. What are you? You're not doing anything with. We him, get right? him. We trade for Dragic. We get Toby. Come on, Igor. Luca finished with 12 points, 14 rebounds. Like I said, nine assists for Luca. He's making the right pass, doing yeah. the right things. So okay, so they beat Spain. Yeah. Now they go into Monday night. They play Germany, which tonight. Love you, Dirk. Yes, tonight. Love you, Dirk. But you're not there. I think the Max real question is not playing. Is, so don't be surprised if you don't see him. What if what what if this was like a few years ago and Dirk was playing? Who would you root for then? That's <laughs> that's, that's the hard one. But and that would have been so fun, fun right? To see Dirk in, anyway. So they'll but be. You know, Dirk. Luca would just go at Dirk, right? He would, and, and that, it would just be sad a little. That bit. would. <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> Luca getting Dirk and switches, and we're all just like, I don't know what to do with this. I would. It would be miserable. But. Ugh. They'll beat Germany and it'll set up for an amazing game. Probably. I don't want to under, underestimate Italy either against France, but France should beat Italy. But if they face off against France, a team that beat USA, obviously in qualifying that, that, that will be, be a, game. that'll be a heck of a game. Slovenia versus France. And so if they could pull off the victory against France, which would be a massive win for, for them to face off then in the gold medal game on Friday against uh, probably team USA, but um, that will be a, an epic showdown. Two things I want to say about this game that I forgot to mention. Luca had three fouls at the end of the first quarter. He goes out with 48 seconds left in the first quarter. They only play 10-minute quarters. And they only have five fouls in a game in the Olympics as well. And so he was out. And the announcer said, he's probably out the rest of the half. I was like, what? Are you crazy? He's not going to play the rest of the half? And he did come in in the second quarter and, 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 uh, and came back in with about five minutes left or so. Uh, and Luca didn't score until there was four minutes left in the first quarter. So like they were really they were they were trapping him hard. And then Luca had a couple. They were of, so physical with him too. Really physical. They had a, he had a couple of early offensive fouls because they were just packing the paint so much. He was surprised that guys were even there. Uh, gets that other foul, and then he he is out uh, basically kind of the rest of the half. And then he plays a little bit of the second quarter, but. Slovenia held up their end of the bargain basically without Luca on the floor. Uh, and this team. Uh, and so it's it's notable that they won this game with Luca missing a bunch of time, and he ended up playing 34 minutes. So he played like the whole second half, and the fouls weren't an issue then. But uh, he missed some of that time in the first half, and they were able to come back um, with him. But this team, they have a new guy that comes out and scores every like 20 every single game, right? Like last game, it was it was Zoran Dragic. He only finished with six points in this game. You had Chanchar with 22 in this game. Brapelic coming off the bench and playing. He had 15 in this one. Toby, 16 in this. Like they just have different guys that step up every single game. And you love to see it, right? Because it doesn't, they're not just relying on Luca to score and then maybe one other guy to score. They can get they can get contributions from everybody. So Coming up, let's get into the uh, rumor mill coming around. We got some Mavericks news. Lots of stuff to talk about. That the Mavericks are bringing back some bigs. A couple couple bigs. And we obviously have to talk about the Kyle Lowry stuff because it's the first domino to fall in free agency, it seems. So we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I had a raspberry Built Bar today. They were great. Go get you some Built Bars. If you're interested in the raspberry, the fruit-flavored ones, Raspberry, 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar for a bar that tastes great, covered in 100% chocolate. You can go order them, mixed boxes. You can order one of the same flavor in the entire box. They're great. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order at Built Bar. They have all kinds of other products as well that you can check out. Built Boost, that's like a... um, 
a crystal light kind of deal that you pour into water that tastes good and it also gives you a little boost to your immune system. So go check that stuff out. Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more rumors in the NBA. Uh, Boban is expected to come back to the Dallas Mavericks, according to Mark Stein. And I let out a sigh of relief because honestly, and I said this, I said this to uh, one of our friends on uh, on Twitter today. This was the only thing I was really worried about in free agency because I, I'm going to be okay if they miss out on some big names. If they miss out on Kyle Lowry, I'm okay. Miss out on Lonzo Ball, I'm okay. All this stuff, I'll be okay. I'm, I'll make it through. But if Boban is gone from this team, a little piece of me will die. Boban's not leaving this team. Boban I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so Boban. glad. I, I think the that's why when we start looking at these guys like getting Moses Brown in, that's why when we see the reports of Willie Cauley Stein's option being picked up, you know, for this coming season, like we're already factoring Boban into that, saying, well, okay, we're gonna have Boban because we know everything that Boban brings to this team chemistry wise. We know yep. the relationship he has with Luca. We know that he can still bring something on the court. I was gonna too. Say, like, he's Salah that can play. <laughs> he's what? He's Salah that can play. <laughs> Remember when Salah was Luca's friend and then Salah was gone and we were like, Oh no, who's going to be Luca's friend. And then they brought in literally the best friend in the NBA. Yes. So yes, I, I fully expected Boban to be back. So it was great news to see Mark sign tweet that out today. I think the bigger question for us is Willie Cauley Stein. Now yeah. that you know Tim McMahon, you know, tweeting that out, it was uh, you know official today that they you know picked up the team option on that. That was the deadline uh, on I say today, yesterday on Sunday. So now four point one million dollars now for Willie Cauley Stein. Yeah, four point one. So is he on the team in training camp? No, Nick. No. I don't think so either. Unless, unless. They do some type of other move to where they ship out, you know, some other centers on the roster, Dwight Powell somewhere else. And it's like, okay. And, you know, Moses Brown is just a training camp guy. And it's like Willie's a backup center with Boban. And, but that's the only way I could see that. But I, I, I think it's more of a trade ship. Yeah. With you. I think he's a good salary filler. You need $4 million to add to a deal. Boom. It's expiring too. So if you want to just buy him out on the other team, you can, they, you know, the receiving team on that. Uh, we'll talk about him with the, the Dragic stuff in just a little bit, too. Um, so, yeah, Willie Colley-Stein was the other actual Mavericks-type rumor that came out uh, that was sort of like an official thing that they're going after, that they're picking up that option for him. Uh, Kyle Lowry seems to be. They're laser-focused. They're, you know, targeting. They're going, they're going after Miami Heat and Kyle Lowry in a sign-in trade. Uh, one of the one of the interesting turns of, of events that happened on Sunday was the Miami Heat had these two guys that were, had team options. They had Andre Iguodala and they had Goran Dragic. We talked about them yesterday. And we were like, okay, whatever they do with them. And my prediction, your prediction was that they were going to uh, turn them both down. Or my, your prediction was that they were going to, either way, we were, we were opposite ends. And they ended up keeping Dragic and turning down Iguodala's. And so when they, they turned down Iguodala's, everyone was like, oh, here we go. They're clearing up space. And then like, 30 minutes later or so, they're picking up Goran Dragic's option, which then leaves them. They don't have cap space then. Like, they don't have max cap space to straight up sign a Kyle Lowry. It allows if, them to stay over the cap. Now they can operate right. as an over-the-cap team. Right. So now that they keep Dragic, and they're going to do a sign-in trade with Kyle Lowry, with Precious Achua, I think, getting sent to the Raptors, and then Dragic 
getting sent to to the but to wait, how Toronto is, with him as well. How is this deal done? I thought it doesn't start until I just you know I just want to know why Bogdan Bogdanovich is not a Milwaukee Buck because okay, just I didn't know you know how if rules were different for certain markets compared. I just know if I was a Bucks fan right now, I know I just won the title. I get I'm celebrating that, but on the other side, I would be a uh, throwing a fit right it, now it's all, like the i hate when people complain about the tampering thing because everybody does it so you're like okay we'll just shrug it off and it's fine it's tampering but then when the when the league actually exercises that rule and doesn't just turn a blind eye to it like they have done every other year yeah. then all of a sudden it becomes a problem right like then it becomes you know if they're 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 finding doc rivers for just complimenting a player after a game you're like what are we doing or if you're finding magic johnson for winking on jimmy kimmel like come on like what are you doing and no, then i was if, fine with that and then, and then if, you, if they find him too much, he won't tweet anymore, Isaac. That's Final what thing. Do. But this, so a, the similar deal uh, to Kyle Lowry, I'm speaking quite well today. The Bucks tried to do a similar deal with Goran Dragic. The Bucks tried to do a similar deal with Bogdanovich last season with the Kings in a sign and trade that the Raptors and Heat are doing right now. And it was a, it was a couple days before the actual deadline that they could do it. And the NBA came in and said that you can't do it anymore. So you'll notice in Mark Stein and Woj and Shams' tweets today, they are very specific in saying they're targeting, they're leading, this is going to be the you know the thing that they're going after, they're leaning towards doing this, like all the little words to make it just sound like it's not official. But, I mean, come on, right? Like, what are we no, talking right. about? This yeah. is actually happening. Uh, unless something crazy happens. For sure. So, you know, obviously – you guys know if you've been listening to this pod, we've been huge fans of Kyle Lowry coming to Dallas. Yeah. And so seeing this news today is like bummer. This is, you know, we've been saying the past few days. So I know I've been throwing out like Miami's been the one that I've been worried about the most all along, more than New Orleans on that. Um, it's a bummer for sure. I mean, there's no way around it because yeah. I, I wanted Lowry on the scene. We both did. Uh, it's a bummer that he's going to the freaking Miami Heat. I hate the Heat. And, but the YouTube uh, comments like screamed and yelled in the Reddit comments and celebrate, not, guys. I think that Twitter between Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube comments, I've read more negative Kyle Lowry takes than I've read positive. Like, yes, bring in Lowry. So I think yeah. Mavs fans, at least those Mavs fans, are happy. So yeah. So for Dallas, now it's you know if I mean, it looks like the Miami thing's going to happen. For Dallas, where do they go from here? What is the pivot? And is it is it technically a pivot? You know, was was Lowry option number one? It feels like it was. Had they already pivoted at this point? Have they already gotten a sign that, hey, Lowry's probably going to go there and they've already started doing other things? Mark Stein, I don't know if you have that in front. Like, he tweeted out tonight about them kind of shifting focus in free agency uh, on Sunday night. So I think that's the big thing now that Mavericks fans are wondering. We've heard Lowry, Lowry, Lowry for the Mavericks. Who's the next name that could be connected to Dallas? Yeah, and there was a bunch of names that were connected to Dallas. We'll get into it in the third segment here. Um, but then the other thing, so we, we now have this thing with with uh, Lowry and Dragic will be now going to Toronto. Does Toronto want to keep Lowry? They they have Fred Van Vliet already. They drafted Scotty Barnes, who's kind of essentially a point guard. And so do they want to have this, you know, older veteran guard on their team, or do they want to just go all youth movement and, you know, give some of their guys some time to play and all that. Um, so my thing is, okay, now the Mavericks can, they can pull off a, a sign and trade, not a sign and trade. They can pull off a trade with Dragic and send Dwight Powell and Willie Colley Stein to, 
you know, up there to Toronto to trade back for, for Dragic if they, if they want to do something like that. Now, some people would say, well, why would, you know, Toronto want to do that? Well, they, they might want to do that if they don't have a ton of centers. They have, like, Boucher, and that's kind of it right now. So they want Powell's, like, a backup center type guy. He is Canadian, too, so there's that connection there. That's at least positive in our favor. I'm not sure how positive that is, but it's something. Uh, and then they just have – maybe those are some salaries that they can put in, in trades going elsewhere, a Siakam trade or something like that that they need to add up. You know, instead of sending one guy, you can send a – you know, split those guys up. Uh, they could also just buy out Willie Colleystein. And it's just if they don't want Dragic, they at least get something for him instead of just buying out Dragic and letting him go to like the Lakers or something like that. For sure. You know, that's the that's the two different routes. If, you know, we've seen reports, I think Mark Stein was on that, the Dallas would be interested. I think Woj even put it in his article that Dallas be interested in Dragic. We know all the connections, Slovenia, yep. national team, Igor, everything. We know all that. You know, the two routes of if he gets bought out, now you're kind of competing in a bidding war for that of, okay, well, if, if it's around the MLE, then he can go to Lakers, but you're going to give him like one year, 15, probably multiple years to like secure him coming there. The benefit of trading for him is okay. Yeah. It's a higher number at 19, but it's also just a one year deal. So to where another deal might, you it, would you have to do like two for 30? That's like 15 a year for Dragic to get him to come here. And with a trade, you're offsetting that salary then. that Now you're yeah. not having to go dump Dwight Powell somewhere else. You're actually offsetting a lot of that salary. If you did if you did Dwight and Willie, it would be like $15 million of that salary would be offset. So that, you know, then all of a sudden you're not spending as much cap space on, you know, you're not spending $19 million of your cap space, right? You're spending like $4 million or something like that of your cap space if you do it this way. That allows you to re-sign Tim Hardaway Jr. You're not just straight up signing him into that. So that $19 million number seems a lot for Dragic, but they're not outright signing him. They would be doing you know a trade in that right. For sure. Yeah. So But if he gets bought out, he gets the $19 million and or however much he agrees to, and then the Mavericks can sign him to a low a lot lower number than, you know, and then he gets that on top of the whatever he agreed to with Toronto. So and mean, we that's don't know- positive for him too. Yeah, and if he wants to come to Dallas, that would work out great. But my fear is if he gets bought out, now ever like ever contending team's going to want Goran Dragic. So yeah, yeah. then it's like you hope the connections like he comes, but then I mean if the Lakers or whoever comes calling that could be in the finals, then I wouldn't yeah. like be surprised and wouldn't blame him either if he went that route. So Coming up, let's get into some more rumors. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Tim Hardaway Jr. rumors. There's Kawhi stuff that's going around. There's uh, DeRozan mentions, all kinds of stuff. I got a big question for you, too. We'll get into in the third segment. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to put down some money on sports. Sometimes they'll have some uh, some betting lines for free agency. I'm not sure I see any right now. Uh, player futures? Basketball futures? No, I don't see any on that. Um they have a whole bunch of stuff that you can go bet on right now. See if they have the game tonight. Uh, Slovenia versus Germany. Slovenia, 13 and a half point favorite on Bet Online. Let's, Let's go. go. Getting some respect there. That's some big respect for Slovenia. The money line for Slovenia, minus 1,100. Minus 1,100 for the money line. That is absolutely massive. Uh, Team USA over Spain is a 12 and a half point favorite, and their money line is only minus 750. So. If that tells you anything, that Slovenia is a much bigger favorite than USA over Spain, uh, which is, is pretty cool. 
So if you want to go bet on Slovenia, if you want to go bet on USA, if you want to bet on some of this stuff, they have Olympics, they have basketball, they have football, golf, all kinds of stuff. BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more. We have been talking about Dragic. We've been talking about Lowry. There's that possibility if, you know, the domino of, of Lowry actually does go to Miami, which is what it's looking like, then the Mavericks could end up with Dragic in a sign in, in, in a trade for, you know, in a trade for Dwight Powell and somebody. Uh, to, can I mention one little nugget yeah. too? When Porzingis was requesting teams out of New York, Toronto yeah. was one of those teams. Somebody mentioned to me, could they do a Porzingis, you know, uh, a Porzingis Siakam swap in that as well. Like now, I don't know why Toronto would do that at that point. I would rather just have Siakam than than Porzingis. But there could be a connection there. It could be something if they really want to move on from Siakam. But uh, another thing, Jake Fisher reported on a Spotify green room that the Mavericks have are not focused on bringing back Tim Hardaway Jr. These are really weird rumors to me because it's all about timing. Because we heard the rumors a couple days ago. Mark Stein says, okay, the Mavericks are focused on, you know, their number one option is Kawhi Leonard, trying to figure out, and then if they don't get Kawhi Leonard, they're going to pivot to Kyle Lowry. And then a day later or so, John Hollinger says, the Mavericks are laser, or like focused on Kawhi Leonard. And you're like, okay, at what point in the front office's thinking or in the Mavericks' thinking did they get that intel? Because it just seems like maybe John Hollinger got that a couple days later, you know, from what they were doing. It was like, the Mavericks have pivoted from Kawhi Leonard. Okay, they're focused on Kawhi Leonard. Okay, well, did they pivot or did they not pivot? And so this is kind of one of those things is, when did Jake Fisher get this? And what does it mean? Does it mean that the Mavericks are already, they've already agreed to a deal with Tim Hardaway Jr.? So they're not focused on that anymore because they know what they're going to do and they've already figured it out, which would be tampering, but, you know, we'll take it as as NBA fans. Or does it mean something else is brewing? Yeah, that's the thing. I think that was one of the more uh, eye-opening things. Seeing Fisher, you know, we respect you know Jake Fisher and yeah. that. And if if the Mavericks have fully turned the page with Tim and it's like, hey, he's going to go elsewhere, then something else has to be like cooking. And uh, you'd hope right so. Now. Yeah, I I don't see a world in which they say goodbye to Tim and they don't have something else brewing uh, elsewhere. I don't know what that is, but I'm just saying I, it's. Yeah, I know they liked him and they would like to bring him back. But if they don't, then that means something bigger, possibly. Um, yeah, anyway. Let's just- what could something other bigger be? Like, what, I mean, the, the biggest one is that Kawhi Leonard is, he declined his option, which perked a couple of people's ears up. And Chris Haynes reported that he is going to be listening to other teams. He is not just going back to the Clippers and not listening to anybody else. That would be the biggest one. Uh I would be a little shocked if that if that happened at this point, but uh, that is, I guess, out there, right? Yeah, I, I still don't think I don't even consider Kawhi a free agent. I I just think he's going back. I think he's I think it's full. He's gonna max. listen though. I don't know. I, I just think it's full max back in L.A. and that. I yeah. Um, Lonzo Ball's a name we've mentioned a lot before. He's a restricted free agent, and the reason the the way the Mavericks would have been able to get him is if. Kyle Lowry went to the Pelicans and then all of a sudden their money is all tied up. So then they renounce his rights. They renounce that, that qualifying offer. And then Lonzo becomes an unrestricted free agent. The Mavericks can go get him that way. But now if Kyle Lowry does go to Miami and the Pelicans don't tie up their cap space and somebody else, then they just, then they just, you know, keep that offer sheet. Somebody like Chicago comes in and signs 
Lonzo Ball to a big offer sheet, then the Pelicans just match it. Like, why wouldn't they just keep that asset, keep that, you know, talent to maybe trade him down the line or something like that? It does, it wouldn't really make any sense for Lonzo to go somewhere else unless somebody goes to the Pelicans. So that yeah. doesn't seem like it would be a big thing for the Mavericks right now, like a big focus because of how difficult it would be to get somebody like that. For sure. I mean, the Kings didn't do it with Bogdanovich. They just let him walk for nothing either. But I, I'm with you, like, I would we would love Lonzo and the Mavericks, but I mean don't you compare David Griffin to what they're doing over there in North Northern California. I'm not all right. David Griffin's also the guy who gave Steven Adams extension. So uh I don't uh, we've all seen the you know Chicago Bulls stuff with Lonzo, so I guess that's you know in the bag or and you know what it's not I mean in the either. bag that they're gonna offer him a uh you know they're gonna sign him to an offer sheet and then the Bulls are just or the Pelicans are just gonna match it. So yeah, so the other name's Demar DeRozan. We've talked yeah. about him before, we did a whole pot about him. Brad Turner, LA Times, you know, mentioned that in the piece. Hey, Dallas is the, you know, the team to watch with Demar Derozan. Derozan is an LA guy, so we should mention that that that's not just an out of out of nowhere report yeah. from him, right? That Brad Turner, LA Times, Derozan, LA ties. That rhymes. I'm in it to win it. Let's go. For sure. So you know, that's something. I mean. Yeah, everybody has their opinion on how DeRozan fits in Dallas, but that's another route too. And that's another situation with San Antonio that if DeRozan goes elsewhere, could they do a sign and trade at that point? Could Dallas put money back in that deal? Could it be a bigger sign and trade with other names involved in that to where people are being attached to? Like, there's a lot of different things. Now, another thing to remind, whenever you do a a sign and trade deal, you become hard capped. That's just something to keep in mind whenever you do that sign and trade. You accept in a, a player, you know, via sign and trade. That player has to sign a three-year deal, and you become a hard cap team. So, not that you know. It's not now like expl- the, explain what that means. Well, it's like it's at one forty-three. You can't go over the one forty-three at that point. To where if you're a bigger market, one hundred forty-three million dollars in total salaries, which you just cannot go over. There's you yeah. can't just do luxury tax. Cuban just can't shell out a bunch of exactly. money for them to go over that. It's literally the ceiling. Like yeah. the ceiling is the roof in that sense for the hard cap for sure. So like, that's the, that's the whole thing to where even if you have an owner who says, I don't give a crap, I'll pay 400 million or whatever, you know, just joke around, but you can't go, you can't go over that number at that point. So which 143 is a lot. 109 is a salary cap. So it's still a, a lot that the ceiling. I've seen some people so. say 112, but the hard cap. No, the salary cap. Oh, once it, well, okay. 112. But DeRozan's seller name, though. I mean, we don't know what DeRozan's going to do. It's like he could go to L.A. for like seven. I don't understand the DeRozan Miami thing of it's a cool story. I just don't understand. I mean, I'm just I guess just just the basketball aspect like Butler, DeRozan and Bam on the same team, all not shooting threes, like not shooting threes. Well, why you bring back Duncan Robinson, You bring Duncan Robinson and Kyle Lowry just going to take all the threes for you. Well, I just don't know how they would pull it off money wise. I just, I don't understand that, that. too. So somebody smarter <laughs> than me can figure that stuff out. And I, I don't understand that, but we'll see. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, Dinwiddie stuff, Dragic stuff. I mean, we're recording this at 1240 right now uh, in the morning. Central time. I mean, we joke that this is going to be one of the most more outdated pods. If you don't listen to this first thing. It, no, I said it could expire very quickly because <laughs> just rumors happen and that this pod could be be expired by the time you're listening to this. Uh, other, so my big question that I asked on Twitter today, would you rather have DeMar DeRozan or Spencer Dinwiddie? There's pros and cons of both. Mm. Dinwiddie, probably co- Dinwiddie probably costs you a little less, I think, personally. Yeah. 
Uh, Dinwiddie's coming off of an ACL. DeMar DeRozan is a worse shooter than Dinwiddie, but Dinwiddie's not that much better of a shooter than DeMar DeRozan is. DeRozan is a you know much better mid-range shooter, but Dinwiddie at least has the has good catch and catch and shoot three-point numbers, whereas DeRozan doesn't necessarily. Uh, you got creation shot creation with both of them. Both of them can create their own shot. Um, yeah, Dinwiddie's a little bit of a wild card because of the, the ACL injury, but it's an interesting question. And I think it was pretty split. It was maybe like 60, 40 DeRozan on Twitter, but I want to know what you think in the YouTube comments, DeRozan or Dinwiddie, which one would you rather have? That's a, that's a good one. I hear both of it. I think I lean DeRozan, but I don't know. I think so with DeRozan, he's, he's never played with somebody as good as Luca. The best player he's ever played with is Kyle Lowry. He's been on some good teams and he's been, he has played They're good team teams so. though. They didn't have the one yeah. star. He's never played with a guy like that, which could be a positive or a negative. He could come at it and yeah. be Chris Bosch. It just takes him a year to figure out how to do that. And the Mavericks, I'm not sure they have a year to figure that out. Uh, and I could that. just be scarred because I just, I remember the DeRozan game winner. I just, I remember that I, should be a positive it, though. If you're considering putting him on the team. <laughs> I know, but I could just be scarred in the sense of, I just didn't know, remember him getting buckets and, I value that so much of wanting that somebody texted me today and said, Hey, what's the one starting spot you want to upgrade the most this offseason? I'm like, this like the secondary creator spot is what I've I've wanted forever. I want yep. it now more than ever. I want somebody else that can go get me a bucket when it and so I get all the Rosen DeRozan. would do that. Yes, he would do that. He would help you regular season. For me at this point, I would say, let's do the DeRozan thing and we'll figure out the playoff fit when we're in the western conference finals or whatever it is like that's when i'll figure that crap out. there's a piece of this to where and i think the lakers are kind of banking on this as well if you're just a really good regular season team and you win more regular season games then your matchup in the playoffs is a little bit better right (laughs) like you're you're getting up you're going up there in the standings uh and for the lakers at a certain point you'd be like okay well eventually one of these matchups is just going to be bad for us because of westbrook but yeah. for the Mavericks, your goal is to win a playoff series, right? So just be a really kick-ass regular season team, which DeRozan would make you, and then be the two seed, the three seed, whatever, and have a better matchup in the first round. For sure, yeah. So that's why there hasn't been – that's a, the unique thing about this offseason. There hasn't been a Drummond type of guy that we've been all against. Yeah. Like, right. I can talk myself into a lot of these guys. Right. Besides Drummond. Drummond is a free agent right Okay, now. besides Drummond. Let's no, be real. Stop, stop that. I do want to <laughs> add this real quick thing about Dragic. The one thing I don't want to do with Dragic is just to say, hey, we'll absorb you into cap space. I don't want yeah. to do that. I don't – like, if it's – And like, then lose Tim. Yes. And it's like now 20 million of your cap space basically is going to Dragic. And that's what I don't want to do. So if we can make a trade for Dragic, I'm down. If it's a buyout and then he comes here, I'm down. I love everything about let's let's bring Dragic here on a reasonable type deal. I just don't want to just absorb him for free. And then that takes up 20 million of your cap. My last thing I want to ask you is Frank Nilekina, Flyer. Who's flyer than Frank Nilekina? Is that what you're asking me? Would you take a flyer on Frank Nilekina? I would. I would. I would do it. Yeah, like I, I guess it. He's I still the next would like Delon Wright and Josh I, Richardson. I'm trying in free agency. I think we're trying to find some some guys that can. All right, could this guy potentially be part of a playoff rotation? I just don't see a single scenario where Nilekina is a is potentially part of a playoff rotation. Right, Jason where, Kidd's like Michael Carter Williams mold. Maybe. Yeah, maybe in two years, or he's two years away from being 
close enough, but yeah. Uh, Evan Fournier is another name that's been mentioned a lot. Uh, the Celtics are apparently not re-signing him or they don't think that they're going to be able to re-sign him. That's just a really interesting name. Uh, and the score reported that Dallas is interested. Not sure what to take from that, but uh, he fits the you know the mold of this guy that can create his own shot. Tim Hardaway Jr. type guy. Um, it's kind of what? a toss-up between him and Tim to me, I think, but I, I probably lean Tim. How do you say his last name? Fournier? Fournier. Do you think you think people should we Google it? I'm not gonna screen share it, that's for sure. <laughs> um I mean he can get buckets, he could score. Yep. Um, the price tag scares me. If we're like, hey, if they come out Monday night saying Dallas, Evan Fournier, you know, three <laughs> three for sixty five. And I'm like, ooh, okay. And I'm a little scared, but I mean he can score. So, but we've seen what he did against Team USA uh, that first game. So he can definitely get buckets. The thing is, though, he can score, but it's not like he's like a twenty-something per game score. He's been averaging no. seventeen points a game in Orlando. I would, I would. What I, do those points like, mean to keep, you, right? Keep like, Tim, like I, I want Tim over yes. forty-eight. So uh, Tim we'll scored see. seventeen points a game last year on a good team. Yeah, that's different. Love Tim. Me. Love Tim. Like everything. Yeah. So. It should be fun, man. This is have fun with it. Don't get too yes, depressed about like, this is so, so exciting. I enjoy all of this and this is a blast to see all rumors and texts and notifications. And you know, it officially starts at six. What a Monday night we have free agency, Slovenia versus Germany. Yeah. I don't even know what our pod situation looks like. We, you could have one big pod. You could have multiple pods tomorrow night. If we have like a breaking yep. news pod, they're like we got YouTube now, so we may just do some quick like YouTube hitters that we're like, yeah. all right, we're doing ten minutes about this rumor that's happened on YouTube. Somebody tweeted us today and said y'all should just go live at like five just for everyone to see your. Reactions. We are. We're go. I'm going live with Josh with Josh Lloyd at five p.m. and we at five p.m. Central Time. Locked on NBA YouTube channel, locked on network on Twitter. So go watch us there. We'll be reacting to everything happening. My boy Josh Lloyd. I'm excited to hang out with him tomorrow. So basically, what Nick's saying is, if Dallas makes a big move. Y'all just need to spam that chat and tell him to get off that so we can do an emergency. No, no, no. Pod. I'll bring you. I'll bring you on that. And then we we'll have to just, do an emergency pod though. And you'll just and well, then I'll get off and do an emergency pod. But uh, somebody, t- so, uh, our friend Niles tweeted me this today. I'm getting to the point where I'll be happy with Oladipo. Crying face, crying face, crying face, crying face. And I said, if anyone reaches this point, it's time to log off of Twitter, go eat some ice cream, or something else entirely. That's my. That's just my advice to everyone out there. <laughs> Oladipo's gonna be one of those dudes who signs with the Lakers on for like six million, and then he has like a career year again coming back, and we're like, why did he do this? <laughs> well, he's got to he's got to do a prove it year. But yeah, if you're getting to that point in free agency, it's time to log off Twitter for a little bit, get some fresh air, walk outside. Hopefully, the storms are done by then. And. Remember, this is more than free agency, too. This is like another trade season that there could be names out there for teams yeah. that we're not even talking Buddy about. Buddy Heald's still out there. The Mavericks could make a deal for Buddy Heald. There, there are names, teams out there that are really just thinking about everything right now. So don't just, whenever you're having fun with it and figuring out, okay, the free agent list, man, it's dwindling right now. There's other names of teams wanting to move some pieces around. So keep that in mind on Monday. I have one one more thing. I'm I'm the one more thing king what? today. One more thing. I feel like going into this, if the Mavericks whiff, just this is completely a forty minute prediction right here. Yeah, if we just completely whiff on everything, mm-hmm. everyone will blame Cuban, right? Of course. 
if the Mavericks land somebody, somebody big, it's DeRozan or like the Lowry thing somehow happens. Oh, we'll have Nico with a crown on his head. It's all going to be praise on Nico, and that's really interesting to me. Yeah. I don't think Nico will get any blame in any of this. I think it'll all be on Cuban, and all the praise will be on Nico, and none of it will be on Cuban. That's valid. Yeah. Valid, unless like, a, assessment. Yeah. Unless a story comes out that, like, Spencer Dinwiddie loved his conversation with Mark Cuban about Bitcoin and, you know, like, all that stuff. Unless a story comes out about that, where it was it was proven that, like, Mark Cuban had, you know, a say or a hand in this, then he won't get any praise and he'll get all the blame. I, I do want to say that interesting. I'm not saying it's bad yeah. or wrong. I'm just saying it's really interesting. I do want to say there is some pressure, though. And I think oh, this for is sure. a... There is some pressure for Nico and Kid, and you know, we have heard they have relationships and connections, and all of that will help. You know, as you move into building a team, it's different. You know, we've heard the comparison to Donnie. It's like it's different building a team now than it was five years ago, and all this stuff. So it would be a tough. It would be tough for the fan base to hear about relationships, connections, and all of this stuff, and then you don't have one or two bigger like i like even if you don't walk away with Kawhi, you don't have one or two bigger roster additions to where you can point towards it and be like okay look we made some big changes here and there that there is pressure for that to happen for sure it also may not all happen tomorrow so uh, yeah. or today if you're listening to this watching this on monday so there still could be things that happen uh, just because a bunch of names are off the board doesn't mean everything's done. And it also doesn't mean they're sitting there waiting for Danny Green again. <laughs> which, for sure. We just I, mean, we hope, just, I just hope they don't do because that was brutal last time. We're all uh, listening who, to Danny somebody Green's podcast. Who, yeah, who tweeted that today that was like, oh, I'm having flashbacks of listening to Danny Green's podcast every single day to see what he's going to do. Is Danny Green a Maverick tomorrow night? He's a free agent. Like, he can I be know. a Maverick. I'd be down for that still. But like, weren't there reports? You know, it came out. You know, yesterday on Sunday that Tobias Harris is being shot. It's like who's yeah. the, like, like that was just out of nowhere. So like, we don't know how many players. Ben Simmons still hasn't been traded yet. Like, what what's the aftermath of that? Wherever he goes, what's the third team on that? Yep. There's all these young flyers too. Malik Monk. We didn't even talk about him. I would love a flyer at Malik Monk. There's there's so many guys that are hitting a free agent market. Kelly Olynyk of the world. Like we could go all day on it. So. This is fun. This is one of the most exciting times of the NBA year. We love it. You know we'll be here for you guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Life is pointless and nothing matters, and I'm always tired.